Sefer Shumuel Aleph, chapter 10. I don't sleep anyway, so it's not like I have much to lose. Yeah. You know? Shmuel, Aleph, and Bet was like split up. Like it wasn't by, It wasn't a Jewish thing. It was, yeah. It was split up by the If Goli. you look in the quotes of like uh, in the Gemara or whatever, it's not going to quote Sefer Shmuel Bet. You know, like it quotes Sefer Shmuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Goyim separated it. I don't know why. Honestly, because the first half is about like Shaul, and the second half is the rise of David. So maybe they, they separated it topically. I'm not sure. Okay. Chapter, what was chapter 9 about? Anybody remember what we did, what we did yesterday? Shaul wanted to go find Mosh. his dad's... Uh, for you. His dad's goats. His yeah, dad's yeah. Animals. Yeah, but skip that part. What, what, what happened whenever you met Shaul? He met with Shmuel. Then Shmuel knew that he's going to be king. Because God had told him, right? God had told him. He started hinting. I was here yesterday. Guys, he was here, but he wasn't. Right. So, and God, so he was hinting to him, like, you're going to be king. So first he said... Everything here belongs wow, to good. you. Then, he, then said, he said, then they, they brought him to, to the dinner and he gave him a very nice piece of steak. Beautiful. Then they brought him on the roof and they had a very private conversation. Probably giving him Musar, this is what John said. Then the, the next day he had another conversation, starting to tell him about the thing. He didn't even tell him you're king. Meaning he's yeah, he didn't tell him, he's just, he's he's just, just, he's just dropping it. No, he's just dropping, dropping hints. hints in his head. Because Shaul's personality is that he's not gonna, he doesn't want to be king. It's the same thing with Shiduchim. So you gotta slow this one. That's like you need to convince. Right, that, like in like Shiduchim. Like, you know the person doesn't want to try because yeah. nobody wants to try anything these days. So then you say, oh. Yeah, open them up. I have a girl. Win them over. Who? I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so. There, yeah, last thing is he takes him onto the roof. He has this conversation with him, gives him some musara, as Jason said. And then they're about to leave the city. And then Shemuel says, that servant that you have with you, let him go. I need to have a talk with you. Okay? So the second the servant leaves, that's chapter 10. And what happens in chapter 10? Vaykach Shemuel et pach Shemuel takes the flask of oil. Vaytzok al... Rosho vayishakeu. And he, he puts it on, of his head, on his head and he... Anoints him. Kisses him. Vayomer, I mean, he anoints him, yeah, and he kisses him. Vayomer, hello, ki meshachacha Adonai, al nachalatol enagiz. He said, for God has anointed you over his portion as a ruler. It doesn't use the word melech, it uses nagid. Nagid is a different word for ruler. Okay, so uh, interesting, very interesting radak. Mike, you're going to like this. Et pacha shemen, he takes a flask of oil. Lo hayaze hashemen amishcha. This was not the, sh- the anointing oil that we know that was used, the, for, used for the Kohen Gadol and for the Melech. Because only the kings from the house of David were to use the anointing oil, the Shemen HaMishra, that's famous from the Torah. Aval, Shemen Afarsimon, this was uh, Afarsimon oil, different kind of oil. And now the rabbis see something very interesting in Masachet Megillah, you've done Megillah, right? Mm-hmm. Megillah Yudalid Amud Aleph. Shaul and Yehu, Yehu is another king from Shemuel Bet, from Melachim Bet. Shaul and Yehu, that they used a flask of oil for their anointing, their kingship wasn't like officialized, it wasn't made official. David but David and Shlomo, that their anointing happened through a shofar horn, that they put, poured the oil through the horn and anointed through the horn. There, Malchut was officially inaugurated. Meaning, um, there, it's just, it's just, an, I just found this interesting because it, it's a nuance in, in the differences and how they anointed. Yeah. If you anoint with a, fl- there's a difference between anointing with a flask and anointing with a shofar. There's a difference between anointing with a farsimon oil and shemen amishcha oil. 
And David did it with a horn and with Shem and Amishra. Shaul did it with a farsimon and he used a flask. Just a, a different thing. And apparently it's more official when you do it with the Why does it make it horn. Sh- Why does it matter Karen. if it's more official or not? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know what the, the point... Because I didn't no, study the Gemara inside. The word but, the Karen is an idea that we can... The Karen yeah, 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 yeah. That word in Hebrew, word Karen, is also doubled down as the, the kingdom of David. So it's a nice idea. It's a deeper idea than just... That, that yeah, but it's also it's good information to know the the different kinds of anointing and what they mean. It's good to know that the Kohen Gadol and the king they must use Shemen Hamishra. And if you're not, if you're doing an other kind of anointing, it's probably Shemen Afara Simon. Okay, I just got information. I just thought so it was when they did the Mishkan stuff, that was Shemen Hamishra. Oh, the first know. time. See if it continues there. I don't know. Uh, so so he says, behold, God has anointed you as a ruler over His portion. Pasuk bet. Now Shemuel is going to give Shaul's, you know, he still is kind of in shock. Doesn't necessarily know if he could believe this guy, this Shemuel, because what he's saying is practically it's, it's not so, uh, it's, it's a bit, you know, far-fetched. Well, I'm a king all of a sudden. So now Shemuel is going to go into a program of proving to Shaul that he has indeed been chosen as a king or as a ruler over the portion of God. So Shmuel says to Shaul, when you leave today from me, you're going to find two people next to the grave of Rachel in the portion of Binyamin in a place called Tzeltzach. And they will tell you that we have found, the, not we have found, the, the goats that you were looking for have been found, the ones that you were looking for. And now your father has forgotten about the matter of the donkeys. Uh, and he, and he's worried about you, saying, what will I do about my son? Okay, very, very interesting first siman that Shemuel gives Shaul. First of all, um, Aton is a... Uh, it's a donkey or a goat? I keep donkey, forgetting. Donkey, yeah. Oh yeah, donkey. I said not in Bilaamo. So. Yeah, exactly. Okay, sorry about that. My bad. Uh, it, the, the water is too cold, so my brain is... Uh, okay. Uh, so he says, when you leave me today, you will find these, these people. How many people? Two. Two. It's important to know. Two people. Where are they standing? Kever Rachel. Where? In In Tzeltzach. Which is in the portion of... Binyamin. Now the first question Mikey has is this doesn't make any sense. Because where was the, the, the Kibura of Rachel? In Yehuda. In Betlech, which is Asher Biyuda. So why would her Kibura be in Selzach, which is in the portion of Binyamin? So <laughs> it's a different Rachel. No, it's not a different Rachel. Radak explains that it, it doesn't mean that the Kibura is in Selzach. It means that these people had just been at the Kibura in Betlechem. But they will see you and meet you in Tzeltzach. They will meet you in the portion of Binyamin. Now why is this significant? A, because Rachel was the ancestor of Shaul. Because he is from the tribe of Binyamin. So the, there is some symbolic significance to the fact that these people who are part of the proof of his anointing and a proof of his being, becoming king are coming from the place of where his zikhut comes from, from, from his, uh, the zikhut of his mother. They're coming from the place of his mother's kura. Yeah. There's some significance there. But they meet him in the... And they're coming... But they meet him in the portion of Binyamin, which is his own tribe's portion. Okay, so that's how Radak would interpret it. Okay? And your father doesn't care about the donkeys anymore. He started worrying about this you. This is a siman that these random strangers will tell you that your dad doesn't care about the donkeys anymore? No, no whenever... I'm, he's Shmuel saying, I'm predicting now that these two people 
who you're going to see in Tzalzach, who have come from the place of Kever uh, Achel, uh, they're going to tell you that, that you've, uh, don't worry about the donkeys, they've been found, your father's not worried about you, and they're going to say that to you. Now, how do I know that? Because I'm an I'm Avi, which proves to you that you are... Actually, came. Yeah. Okay, Pasuk 3, the next part. Then you will turn from there, you will leave from there. And you will go. And then you will go to the place called And three people who are going to Elohim, this is the second Siman, who are, who are going to the house of God in Bet El. One has three goats. And one of them has three uh, loaves of bread. And one of them will be carrying a jug of, wine. jug of wine. Okay, so how many people do we have here? Three. Three. How many people did we have in the first Simon? Two. Two. So we're going up. You see? So now we have three. And they're going to, they're going to carry bread. They're going to carry wine. And they're going to carry goats. Now what this all means, I think this is a representation of like wealth and bounty. And the idea is that he's, at least the way I read it in Rabbi Maru's summary, is something along the lines of he's being paid dues from the people who are in service of God. Meaning it's like the people who are serving God are supporting his kingship by supporting him financially. Now, where is Bet El? This was the place where? Uh, this was the place where Yaakov slept. He says, this is the place oh. where God is, and this is the gates to the heavens. So forever, that place where Yaakov slept became a holy place. So in times when there was no Beit HaMikdash and no Mishkan Shiloh, and they were allowed to bring Bamot and do services in places other than the Beit HaMikdash, Beit El was one of the places where they used to bring Bamot. That's also found in the Radak. Pasuk okay? <clears throat> They'll, they'll ask you how you're doing and they'll give you two pieces of bread and you will take from them so they have three they're giving you two they have three they're giving you two actually according to Radak it's not exactly like that three kikirot lechem are much larger pieces shete lechem is like pieces of bread from those kikarot so they're not giving you two of the kikarot they're giving you two pieces that is taken from the kikarot or something. from the two from the from the three there are three there are three kikarot and there are two pieces that they're giving to Shaul. Okay, I don't know why specifically these numbers, but look at Radak, he has a discussion on Targum Yonatan and how, how uh, he interprets the thing. Okay, Pasuk 5. Then you'll come to the hill of God, which is where the people of the Pilishtim are. Now, why would the Pilishtim be here? Because Am Israel in this time has always been their biggest trouble has been the Pilishtim. Okay, so in this time, the Pilishtim are there, so the Pilishtim are always roaming around. So you're going to find three people, uh, representatives of the Pilishtim. No, not three. Just a, a group of representatives of Pilishtim. And when you approach there, Ha'ir, to the city, you will also bump into a group of Nevi'im who are coming down from the Bama. And they will have all these musical instruments. And they will be in the middle of prophesying. Okay? There's so, a lot of insight into prophecy. Yeah, that's, the, the insight into prophecy is that, you know, it's a uh, and Radak. If, if you want to achieve prophecy, you need to have Simcha. Oh, wow. They, they, so they'll play music. Where, where, else did they, where else do you have this? No, it's not. 
not only time. not only David Melech also by by um, um, what's his name? Um, no, not Yoshua. Where is the commentary I read? What? No, 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 by uh, Elisha, Elisha Navi. Oh, Elisha Navi, you had it. I don't know why I just blinked out. Okay, where somebody find that Radak in which he quotes that Elisha also did this with, with the music. But you're going to find a group of Nevi'im who are going to have these, all these instruments, they're going to be playing instruments, and they're going to be in the middle of Nevu'ah. And then all of a sudden, the, the, the Spirit of God will come upon you. And you will do Nevu'ah with them, and you will change, turn into another person. Hey, brother-in-law. Excuse me. Could we uh, focus our shiur, please? Thank you. Whenever these, these symbols, these signs come upon you, then you could do as you please, meaning then you've achieved your kingship. Then you've achieved your royalty. For God is with you. Okay, so what are the, again, to summarize the steps, first he's going to go and he's going to see two people that are going to tell him that your donkeys have been found, your, your father's worried about you. Next, you're going to see three people. So two came from Rachel. Yeah, then you're going to see three people who are going to, they're going to pray to God in Bethel. They're going to offer you food. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to see a bunch of Nevi'im next to the place where the Pelishim are standing. And you're going to go and you're going to prophesy with them. You're going to become a, a new man. And when that happens, then you know that you've been chosen by God. Um, and then Pasuk Chet, Bezra Hashem, will continue tomorrow. Amen. 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 Amen.